Hey there, Danny with Right Foot Down. I messed up this ad read so many times because I really want to tell you about Track Monkey Apparel. They make great quality, enthusiast shirts along with hats, stickers, watches, patches, you name it. A couple of my personal favorites are their Life is Better at the Track tee and their One Track Mind tee. You should really check them out and see for yourself. Their products are great for you or the gearhead in your life. Visit trackmonkeyapparel.com. You're listening to the Untitled Car Show in partnership with RightFootDown.com. Visit RightFootDown for your daily automotive fix. If you enjoyed today's program, please tell a friend. It's the best way to support this show. If you want to visit the archives, go to YouTube and search for Untitled Car Show. That'll bring you to the archived episodes. If you want to follow this show, just search for Untitled Car Show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can always send an email to the show at untitledcarshow at rightfootdown.com. We're so glad you decided to spend the next hour or so with us. Without further ado, let's get into today's program. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ike. Uh, today we have uh, Johnny, a.k.a. GTB Johnny. He's from the Blown Pistons podcast and owns and operates his own detailing shop in uh, Wisconsin. How you doing today, Johnny? I'm doing fairly good. Uh, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> I, I bet. It's, I'm, I'm glad you made time for us this evening and, you know, talking with us and, uh, you know, of course, getting the wife's permission to join us for the evening. So, uh you see how I, yeah. I I throw that right in there. That's how this operates. So <laughs> throw me under the bus already, Ike. It's what I do. <laughs> well, I think I think you should all go to the detailing shop. You know, if you live in Wisconsin, you know, not only to patronize uh, Johnny, but like bring him a flower so he can bring it to his wife as an apology for having to talk to this weirdo <laughs> on the internet. So, oh man, Johnny, uh, pleasure is always to talk to you. Um, and real quick, let's just at the top of the show here. So how do they find you and how do they find the detail shop you work for? Or own, well, sure. If you're, if you're loaded, located in southeastern Wisconsin, um, we are from a Whitewater, Wisconsin, located. And it's, it's a loyal college town, but, you know, it does it. You can find us at attentionfordetail.com. And then uh, you can find us on Facebook at Attention for Detail LLC. And, uh, yeah, you can, if anybody needs to contact me for any of that, you can always reach us through our website. So that, that's, that sounds like a motor just started up. It sounds, sounds phenomenal out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, it's my buddy trying to be cool. (laughs) We're being a dick. (laughs) Uh, there, that's Southeast Wisconsin pretty much in a nutshell. That's pretty much all of Wisconsin in a nutshell right there. Repeated. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's <laughs> vaguely it's like the best parts of Canada and America mixed together is Wisconsin, right. and then cheese heads thrown in just to ruin everything. So well, I gotta give I gotta give it up to my buddy. Uh, he's one of the few people that actually took my car advice. Oh. Upon asking for it, so which is rare. You know, usually people just want you to validate their their opinion or their choice that they have already made. Mm-hmm. And um, he was in. He's had a hard on for my GTPs because they're supercharged, and you know he's kind of he's he really fell, you know, feet first in this, and uh, he 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 met me, and then he started like I, I showed him the world of modifying, <laughs> and he he kind of he's he's in too deep now, and he always wanted that supercharger, so I found him or he gave me a list of cars, and I'm like, okay, well this one's your best bet. Because it is undervalued for what the guy was selling it for. The guy was selling it for five thousand dollars, and it had a bunch of aftermarket goodies on it. It looked good. It was clean, and that was like a ninety, the fifth. No, that'd be um, sixth gen, the ninety, ninety-seven to 0-3, Pontiac Grand Prix. And I'm like, this car is worth the money he's asking for. Go get it. Mm. Well, the his bank didn't exactly come through in time, and the car sold. So then another car popped up, and I'm like, look, same deal. This car's worth it. And he went and got it, and he's he's more than happy with it. So 
Excellent. Well, I'm sure the first one was just a basket case in that case. Oh, and then you just knocked over my mic. There we go. That's how we operate yeah. around here. Get way to go, Ike. Always professional. That that's the Untitled Car Show way. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you you suckered another one into the Pania. I mean, I guess someone has to show up to the meets with you. It's kind of lonely if you go to the Pania. Hi, Johnny. Can you hear me? Johnny. Oh, why has Skype started giving me all Hello? sorts of... Johnny, can you hear me? See, this is... What if I do this? Can you hear me? Johnny? Nope. Something's wrong with this thing. So we're, we're going to do that, and then we're going to call him back. So for those of you listening... There we go. Johnny! That was weird. Hold on. We're, we can't hear you through the speakers here at the moment. Say something. All right, now something's getting goofed up here. Ah, oh, the wonderful world of the internet. Oh, this is making a wonderful noise. What it should be making. Do, do, do. Johnny? Oh, my goodness. I don't know why this isn't working. Let's see. So right now everyone can hear you. I'm going to try and switch this to this. Hello? Uh, here, let me try calling you back. Hold on. Whoop. Uh, this is how we solve technical issues on the show, is we uh, just stick around with them until uh, they get sorted out. And typically, I'd cut this, but I don't know. Johnny? Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what the... That's the second show in a row I've had that same issue where it just randomly decides to switch audio sources on me. So, yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, so you show up to the meetings all alone. That's kind of sad. You show up to meetings with your buddy, and then it's like a picnic with your friend, I guess. But... so. It is, isn't it? You know, and it, or I, we were talking about how my buddy took my car device, and he, uh, he where it, it's kind of cool because now, like, he has another Grand Prix. So when I go to a show in my Grand Prix, it's like I'm not the only one anymore. And mm -hmm. th his Grand Prix also has some really nice style to it. So yeah, it's really nice to have a a buddy to, that's just as dick as addicted as you are. Mm -hmm. going to shows with you mm -hmm. because i can tell you what man going to show solo is kind of boring <laughs> yeah no i agree with you because like you got to have a good group of guys to go with and you all kind of have to have the same kind of objective when you go to the show because i've had it before where you show up to something with a couple of friends and they all have a different idea of like how they should be spending the afternoon or evening and it just it goes sideways fast so oh yeah yeah, yeah. Also, because and, it's uh, another Grand Prix, I guess you get to park in the same one. I like because you, you did the thing where when you were first on the show, you called in and you were in Michigan, stranded with half a working drive shaft. <laughs> so, and that was like a giant yeah, Pontiac was, meet, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a actually that's actually coming up within a week, so mm -hmm. it's kind of a almost a little anniversary. Like, yeah. Oh. Um, oh. But uh, but yeah, that. Or that meeting is actually that is happening July first, but sadly I'm not going this year because I just being the detailer I am, I look at my car in disgust now because the paint's not up to par. Mm. Like, or when I was at the show, I asked one of the judges, I'm like, "Hey man, give me some pointers here. What do I need to do better?" He's all like, "Dude, your car's awesome, just the paint's not there." Uh. So. You know, I was kind of like, oh, man. And then I kind of really seen it after I got it into the shop. And I'm all like, I I'm, I'm done. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this. Like, I really thought about this. Like, anything I can pull off my car is going to get some TLC. Like, the front bumper, my lower lip, that's all going to get some redone and perfect. So if I do decide to get another body or another shell that's cleaner, made probably a southern car um and bring it back up to wisconsin and just swap everything over that's more than likely what i'm going to do but that way if i don't have a, a bumper that's up to my standards i got one mm, so i got you it, it, uh, you people with your you want a perfect body i don't get it i just don't understand no. <laughs> well that, i mean when it, it, it's like when uh when you're trying to go for like you know trophies or when you're just trying to go for you know just wanting to be noticed really you know 
people, you know, see that your front bumper is two different colors and they're like, ew. <laughs> yeah, I, I get so, what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's fascinating to me because, like, the show car aspect is something I never really got. Like, I like going to car shows. I like looking at other people's cars. Um, but I don't really get, like, how people sometimes are... Not necessarily... I, I get it to an extent. Like, I, I understand the um, point of it, but, like, when there's, like, a non-judged event, like um, a community car show or something like that, and then people go, like, well, that guy didn't even bother to you know, get the rain stains off his car before he pulled it in here. It's like, yeah, but it's like a, you know, 70s Barracuda or something. Like, does he really have right, to? Right. It's like... Right. And uh, for, for me, I really like going to see the reaction on people's faces because I have, it's like I was talking about earlier, I have one of those cars that you don't typically see at a car show. And um, to see one all modded out and just, you know, like I said, I've, I custom built my hood. And I have the only one, you know, so it's like a one-of-one, one, like nobody's ever recreated it or anything. So just for just for that, like people, like even little kids walk by like, Daddy, look at the white one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just so cool. Like, oh man, like that little kid's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's like, it's just another, it's just a feeling of pride really. Like, you know, you built or you... You. This is your like, like your Volvo, your Volvo, your Volvo there. Like when that's all done, and like some little guy is going to be like, you know, just appreciating the work you put into that. It kind of fills you up with pride. Like, yeah, I did that. (laughs) It does. It's mostly going to be parents being going like. Shop do it for me. Yeah. What the? Something. Something weird's going on with the. uh, internet connection here today we'll uh try that again i said i don't know what exactly oh my goodness what's going on here johnny i see you called me i gotta i gotta i gotta call you back hold on hold on because some, something's weird when you call me i gotta call you do 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 solving technical issues with trial and error that's how we take care of the show See, I don't know why it is. You call me and it comes through the wrong audio source. I call you and it comes through the right audio source. Something's weird with this. I, d- I gotta get. Did you plug in from the? Did you plug the Ethernet cord in? Yeah, I d- turn it <laughs> off and turn it back on. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it drives me nuts. So, you know, there. Like I was saying, like the little kids or parents would be like, even if the kids were like, that looks cool, would be like, yeah, don't get too close to that car. You're gonna get tetanus or something. <laughs> like. <laughs> But I, I, I don't know if you caught, like, error after that, like, little snafu there. But, like, even, like, you know, I was talking about your Volvo. Like, yeah. when when that's all done, like, it, and, like, some little kid's like, yeah, you look at the, you know, blue car, you know. Yeah. It, it's going to fill you up with pride. Like, you know, I did that. You know, I did something, like, crazy that, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's going to do. Yeah. Well, speaking of that. Since you're the detail guy here and you're, you got, I'll, I'll call it your expert opinion here. So I was thinking about this the other day. I, I got two directions I kind of want to go with the Volvo when it gets done in terms of paint job. One idea is to do like a car show meet and invite everyone to come spray paint the car, like spray it with graffiti and like, you know, no proper nouns on the car. And that'll basically be the only rule. Like, spray whatever you want, no nouns, no words, basically. Or the other thought I had was the hood right now is entirely chalkboard paint. And just Mm -hmm. do the rest of the car in chalkboard paint. Hmm. That would be... uh, Now, personally, I'd probably go with the chalkboard paint. And then, like, every car me, you know, just set out some crayons and be like, go at it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, oh, well, you know, you can just wash it off for the next car meet. This is true. That's kind of where I was going with it. So, like, like the fear with that is, though, is coming back to the car and it's just covered in cocks. Because you know what that would happen. <laughs> It'd just be dicks everywhere. Like, well, that that's going to happen. Like, where I feel like if if it was a group of people who 
don't know, because I could always clear coat over the chalkboard if, like, I got it signed by someone or got something neat to happen with it. So there is kind of like I could slowly turn it from just chalkboard into, like, an actual car paint job. But I, I don't know. I'm, like, on the fence with it. And I, I do... I think I am leaning more towards the chalkboard paint, to be perfectly honest, because I don't think it's something anyone else has ever actually done on a vehicle. So. Black is too hot, though. Yeah, and I have no <laughs> AC. That's kind of where I was at. Like, I have no AC, <laughs> and it's going to be black, and it's going to be thick black paint, too. It's not going to be well, thin shit. Yeah. Well, you could, uh, like, plasti dip the roof white. That would That would help. <laughs> yeah, that would help. That's not actually not a bad idea. Or I guess I could use green chalkboard paint. Also yeah. would kind of help. Yeah. Maybe. 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 But that would kind of give it an army army kind of look. Because if it's that dark green, yeah. maybe. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 that, that's not a bad idea. The dark green. Although I kind of like the black look better. And a white hood or white oh, top yeah. would not be bad in terms of trying to help with heat. Although it's going to suck regardless. So, right. And on the flip side of that. I'll just leave the windows down because no one in their right mind is going to try stealing that car. So, <laughs> A, because, like, you steal a car to sell a car. That's what you do. You go, like, oh, there's some valuable crap on that. That's why I need to steal it. Or, B, you steal it because you need quick transportation to get to or from something. And that's not going to look like that either. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, they would have to. They would have to pay somebody to take it. <laughs> yeah, well, no. When I ran, uh, what was it a year or so ago, or maybe a little bit more? Uh, Doug Demiro put out an article uh, with the, you know, put out the, you know, who's got the value, the least valuable car out there, and uh, my car came in at like, if I did a trade in with a dealership, my car was basically worth negative one hundred and fifteen bucks. Where, like, like no one wants this car. This is how awful it is. Like, you'd have to pace a dealership to take it from you. So, it's like, well, there's a bit of pride and a bit of shame all tangled in that <laughs> wonderful way. So, right. I, I don't know. So, yeah. Do you think you'll get bonus points for the Audi engine, though? I, <laughs> I think now, yeah, especially. I think, I think I'm wondering if I should pull a Doug DeMiro. So, I, and take it to a dealership. Do you think it'd be funnier if I took it to a CarMax or, like, to an actual local dealership? I'd be like, I'm thinking I think about CarMax trading this in. would be funnier. Yeah. I think because that's a, they, I guess they buy anything or something like that. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that they, they'll offer you and they'll give you an offer no matter what. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, because. <laughs> like I've seen a guy take a, a 1,000 horsepower Supra through there. And they're like, oh, well, we'll give you 30000 <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's always super lowball on those super high-end cars. And then flip. Like, they, they never, like when I sold my Saturn, they never, I feel like CarMax never gives you what your car is worth, but at least they offer it to you in cash, which is a lot of places don't do that. So right. I, I, I'm super curious, though, because though, I, now I think I have to do this. I think I have to take it to CarMax and see what they offer for me. I think they might laugh. They're like, they might. yeah. And then they might come like, yeah, you, you're going to have to pay us to take this. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Like I'm thinking about trading in my car. Uh, what do you got an offer for me? And then they'll see. And the other thing too, is I can see, cause have you ever brought a car to CarMax? Um, I actually, there's not too many CarMaxes in my area. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, um, so, that'd be a no. Yeah. So they always pull you because I've I've brought a couple cars there in the past just for like shits and giggles, and they always pull you into the world's smallest office, which is like super depressing. It's like and I'm air conditioned. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> air conditioned. It's like three feet by like three feet, and like you and the guy are basically like touching tips, like not on purpose. So it's like. And they, like, sit there and they're, like, they give you the breakdown of, like, well, your brakes seem like they're in good shape, but, you know, the suspension, it, they just, like, go, like, line item by line item. And that alone would be worth the trip, I think. Like, so, yeah, no, I think is what would happen. It's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> especially when, because there is a section in there where it's, like, any custom modifications, like, they ask you, like, have you done anything to the vehicle? Which would be absolutely hilarious. Also, it's got no interior. Well, yeah. <laughs> no interior. 
or interior, call it an interior delete. Yeah. <laughs> and we put a turbo audio motor in it. Yeah. <laughs> which is going well, which is, it's actually sitting, it, it is in a couple of weeks so much further along than a Nissan motor was in, well, I had that for like two months, simply because, A, it's a little bit lighter, so it's easier to manhandle, and uh, I got it jacked up into, into where it needs to go, and now, um, unfortunately, I threw away some Volvo parts that I could easily swap over to it, so now i got to go find a starter that'll work with this, um, and I still needed ECU and a couple. I need mechanical fuel injectors, which is a very weird item to try and find. So Indeed. Yeah. But know. at least it's fuel injected, so if you do go up north in the middle of winter again, it's not gonna oh, it's no, not gonna hurt you as the carburetor may have. Yeah, though no, it you brought up a good point. I think you sent me a message of like do you A, I've never driven a carbureted car in my life. And B you were like, wouldn't that be worse in the wintertime? And I'm like, Yeah, probably. That's probably a terrible yeah. idea, but you know, I'm yeah. I'm all about the terrible ideas. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what exactly, because it's not, it's fuel injection, but it's mechanical fuel injection, which makes it super strange, but kind of super awesome at the same point. And these motors were not known for being reliable. Like, I, I never knew this. So, are you familiar with the phrase, I'm Audi 5000? Mm, yes, I've heard of it before. And I used to have an Audi 5000. Yeah. <laughs> so the expression comes from those cars uh, apparently had an accelerator pedal uh, issue, much like Toyota had a few years back, where it would get stuck and there was unintended acceleration. Yep. So, so I never knew about that. So, yeah. So you had, an Audi, you had an Audi 5000. I need to know. I'm sure I've asked this when you were on the show prior, but it refreshed my memory. What ended up happening to that vehicle? Yes, it was an Audi 5000S Quattro. Station wagon. Mm. So I know, I know. Don't get too excited. Mm. Um, I bought oh, it for two hundred. What? 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 <laughs> you know, and it, I, or, you know, I really wanted it, and it was like I said, it was cheap. It was two hundred fifty bucks, but you get, you get what you paid for. <laughs> I learned that the hard way, because uh, the day I bought it, the fan belt broke, <laughs> and so I fixed it, and then I bought it out to my. Um, my relative's farm property, cause and then I went out there to start it and it wouldn't it wouldn't turn over, so I'm like, okay, well the fuel system's jacked up and the injectors like seventy five dollars a piece, and being a five cylinder turbocharged motor, and it was a five speed as well, and uh, I, I was like, oh man, that's gonna be expensive, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I get or I ended up you know selling it to. To my fia- my sister's fiance, so mm-hmm. and then he was gonna. They were supposed to turn it into a demo car or something. <laughs> oh, that that's a sad demise for that thing. Um, not unwarranted though. Like I said, that that's from the era of Audi, where if you were walking out your door and you announced to anyone in the house. I'm going to be going out and I'm going to look at an Audi and no one tackles you. They weren't good friends. Like, I think I'm going to buy an Audi. Like, no, like stop. No, think about what you're going to do. Like, like your life is worth more than that. You know how much headache that's going to be? But right. And again, I'm going from the world's most reliable Volvo motor, needed $2.50 worth of parts to fix it. I almost put a Nissan motor in it, but last second, you know what this car needs? To be more reliable, a 1980s Audi motor. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So, but hey, you got the turbo with it. That is very true. No, it's it's a working turbo, and like the guy said, I bought it from like the turbo is worth more than it's worth. You know, probably like five times what I'm selling the whole engine for. I'm like, yeah, probably. He's like, but I just need it gone. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like I'm here. Like give it to me. Uh, put it put it in the back of my Fiesta. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very briefly had a nine-cylinder, two-turbocharged Ford Fiesta. Very, ever so briefly. Um, Sounds sweet. <laughs> it would be an awesome car. You have one motor drive in the front, one motor drive in the rear. It would be great. So now there's now hmm. in my Grand Prix world, there's actually somebody who did that. Oh, they they put a turbocharged motor into a Grand Prix in the front, and they have a turbocharged Grand Prix motor in the back. 
this thing has a faster zero to sixty time than a Bugatti Veyron. Mm. Yeah, it's it, nasty. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome and sounds like a lot of work. And then no chick on the planet would give a shit about it. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I I do love. I I am fascinated by, like, um, this aspect of life. Of like, my wife is. I would say tangentially a car person. Like she likes fast cars. She likes driving fast. She kind of gets, you know, good looking cars, non good looking cars. But if you're like, oh, it's got a motor in the front, a motor in the back, she'd be like, yeah, no, like who gives a shit? It would be. So I'm fascinated with the guys who do work to vehicles that get you exactly zero pussy in return. Like there, there's like you, there has to be a certain level of ded- dedication because when you build that car, the only people who are going to appreciate that are going to be, you know, car people. And by and large, that's dudes. And that's going to be a lot of time at like gas stations and at car meets explaining yourself to a lot of hairy fat dudes. So, <laughs> yep. And, you know, you got to you got to love that car, too. Like you can't just buy a Saturn SL2 and you don't give a shit about it and you're like, I'm going to build this up. And you're, it's like, why, you know, you, you don't give a, you don't care about the car, you know, why throw your money at it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so. It does. You have the two. It's a, it's a Pontiac, the front wheel drive platform it makes it kind of easy to do in a very weird sense. Kind of like the, um, was at the MR2, you could even see the uh, tie rods were still on the rear. They were just welded into place. Like, so it's a, it's an idea a lot of people could do, but only one crazy Pontiac guy has actually been ballsy enough to go out there and do that. So I'm assuming right. he shows up at a lot of the car meets you go to? Um, not that I go to. I, I found him on the, on the YouTubes, the YouTube, and, uh, you know, it was just like one of those, like, I salute you, man. <laughs> like you said, that that is a a lot of work and a lot of fabrication and uh you know, a lot of welding. And it's like, man, I don't even have a welder to even think about doing this. The best I could do is rip out the all wheel drive system in my in my old Buick and slide that under my car. That's about as best I could do, but that that drivetrain's garbage. It can't even handle a lot of power. <laughs> no, it did. So which is amazing that he got it to, first of all, getting that whole system to work with, its, with each other, that's amazing because getting two motors to cooperate is next to impossible to get it to happen well. It'd be well, like, from, yeah. well, from what I've seen of the, of the interior photos or the videos, he has two sticks in there. One's controlling the, back, the transmission in the back and one's controlling the transmission in the front. But then he also has an individual throttle for the back as well. So, er, but the gas pedal is linked to both. So either he can do donuts with the back or solo, or he can use the gas pedal and have all-wheel drive. Hmm. That's interesting. I guess, yeah, I'm assuming it's an automatic in the front and the rear, right? Right. Right. Yeah, because when you say two sticks, I'm like, that would be, that'd be fascinating. Like to have to like shift like both hands off the wheel onto two sticks, two clutches, and shifting. But I don't think I you know could. There's semi trucks like that that have like multiple gear shifters, and you're having to dance with them. It's like, dude, that looks really unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they only have. Well, a lot of them don't even have a clutch pedal, which is mind boggling to me. Like. Um, uh, yeah, my buddy Nick I took on the trip with me. One of the reasons is he used to be a, not a long haul trucker, but like a city trucker. And he was talking about like a couple of the older vehicles they had where it was like multiple sticks and like you'd have to like, cause there's high, there's some where you push down and that goes from high to low on the stick. And then there's some where it's like an individual high, low gear selector. So you'd like throw it into first and then you grab another stick and put it into low and then you start accelerating and then you got to, you know, double clutch and then throw it into high. But then some of them didn't even have a 
clutch pedal and that made it mind-boggling to me like you'd have to know exactly where to shift because it's like how does like engine work like it's just mind-boggling to me like well i guess i would have like an automatic clutch or something where you know once you pull back on the shifter it realizes hey or engage clutch automatically or something. I don't know. I think it's like... That would make sense to me a little bit. Yeah, but this is like old shit. I don't think they have that. Or, like, I don't know. It, it's like, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, because you drive in the north, north of, you drive in southeast Wisconsin, which is Midwest, which is, you know, trucking is huge out there. So I'm sure you, yep. you know, experience a lot of trucks just like every other, because you... you you don't realize how many trucks are in the Midwest until you go somewhere that's not the Midwest, like on the highway, and you're like, holy crap, where, where are all the trucks? So, like, I have a great deal of respect for any, like, long-haul yeah, trucker or anything like that. You're, uh, you're hmm. really not kidding either. I mean, like, there's, there's guys in uh, pickup trucks even buying fifth-wheel trailers and hauling mm-hmm. just, to, just to make ends meet, just to get a couple more dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, my a friend of mine, he, he does it for a side job and he, he makes pretty good money at it. And he's running down to places like Indiana and like other States, you know, just one of those go down there, bring, or go down there with a the load and then bring a load back up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, he's making money off it. So it's like, Oh, cool, man. Mm-hmm. But a- then you go down to, you go down to the local strip or the local circuit around here. And it's, a bunch of high schoolers with mommy and daddy's pickup truck or bro dozers, you know, trying to, trying to be something. <laughs> well, that that's the other thing too, is getting to that point of like, when did pickup trucks become a status symbol? Cause that's mind boggling to me. Well, what? I mean, we, you can kind of, you can kind of see it with the quality of the truck, you know, now they're sixty, seventy thousand dollars and it never used to be that way. You know, back when GM first created a truck, it was for the working man. You know, it was for work. You know, you're doing work with it. Mm-hmm. But now, now they're luxury liners, like jacked up luxury liners, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and like now that they're now they're all like, you know, you can you can barely get a standard cab anymore. Mm-hmm. You, all you see is extended cabs, uh, now crew cabs, and you know, soon we're gonna see freaking like. Third row seating in pickup trucks. Well, you you <laughs> joke. Did you see the spy shot of the new Dodge Ram that was like spotted today? I think Car and Driver had it. I um, have not seen that yet. Okay, so it was a you know you have your crew cab or your four door pickup truck like you typically see. This was probably like if you took that second bit and added in like a half its distance again. Like that's how big it was. Like it was basically. So it's yeah. It's like uh, it's like a crew cab, extended cab. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what do you need that for? And like I was saying, like pickup trucks have become like a weird status symbol. And I get they're expensive now, but I always assumed they were expensive because you know this was a business write-off people could do where it's like. If you buy a $30,000 car, you know, or $30,000 truck for your business, it only gets you that much money off of your taxes at the end of the year for being the business owner. So why not go out and buy the, you know, $70,000 or $80,000 vehicle because you can write it all off. But then, like, it's in, it's become, like, glorified almost as of late. And I really, I really don't understand it because it's, I get glorifying a working man's vehicle because that's kind of like the American way. But this is like glorifying like luxury liners like you were talking about. Like, like it's not <laughs> it's not a working man's vehicle anymore. It's a, you know, probably less than half of the people who buy this vehicle are actually using it for their business and to actually use it as a pickup truck. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know why I got off on that random tangent. But yeah, no. The, now the giant Dodge Ram, uh, that's gonna just piss me off when I see that on the road, because they have the uh, Jeep pickup coming out too, and I think you can get that as a four door 
Jeep with a pickup truck bed, which is going to be gigantic. Yeah, but it's going to be gigantic. Like you're going to have. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what else it is. It's the safety and regulations as well, because you know they're they're trying to. That that's another reason why the cars went from like back in the day five thousand dollars for a new car up to thirty, is because now they're action packed with all these airbags. And all this safety bullshit that you know, <laughs> like when when did you know, bet like the first racers of Lamar or or any like racing series knew once they behi- got behind the wheel, their their life was in their hands. <laughs> that you know, it, to that point though, my favorite thing about old race photos is watching. Where people, because a everyone's smoking. It doesn't matter oh. what age they are. Everyone's got a cigarette in their mouth or in their hand. But b they're doing it in the pits next to gasoline containers. It's like that yep. c- car has like sixty gallons worth of fuel in it, and you're smoking in it. Like you're a yep. madman. Yeah. That, My favorite part was watching them like be ejected from the car. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly more morbid, I guess. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, and then that's the other thing, too, because they're smoking, and they're driving these cars, and they're made of magnesium, and magnesium catches fire. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, they it's... learned that the hard way, though. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. And then, like you said, there's no seatbelts and all that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying, hey, safety is a bad thing. You know, I Mr. I like safety. I, I really do. I think it's a great thing, but... I do think, like, you know, we have these giant trucks now driving around, and I do think they're messing up kind of like everyone else's safety on the road. Because I drive a Ford Fiesta, and if you're in a bro truck and you've decided to lift it yourself and you T-bone me, you're probably going to decapitate me. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I think one of your guests said it, too, where it's like, I drive a, like, I guess they drive a Miata, Miata. And a lot of these trucks, like, the roof line of the Miata comes to, like, the top of the rim. Yeah. Like, like seriously, like, <laughs> no, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's so disconcerting when, because, I don't know, I, I don't mind pickup trucks in their utility form, but I just, I find myself... I like semi-truck drivers, people driving actual trucks, the people with the fifth wheels, the people using trucks for what they were intended for. But then when I see someone driving, I call them pretty boy trucks, where you're driving, you know, you're big, like, look at me, I wear cowboy boots, and I listen to what people call country music today, and I drive this big old lifted pickup truck uh, because my penis literally grows up inside me. That's what pisses me off. Like that—that that is my pet peeve. I try and be understanding of every modification culture out there, but I just don't understand the lifted pretty boy truck, and it's mind-boggling me. And they're, they're doing it from the factory now. I think Chevy does a pre-lifted, like luxury yacht pickup truck, and it's I like, mean, what is the point? I mean, why not? It sells. I think. <laughs> I don't. Do, I'm sure if you, I'm sure if you sold a pickup truck with a Nazi symbol on the side of it, there'd be a bunch of people who'd probably buy it because they're into that for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean you should do it. Now I'm not saying that's as bad as the lifted pretty boy truck. I'm just saying it's like, you know, close to it. It's just, uh, it's so. I don't know. It's I don't get it. it right, right. I yeah. mean, I I don't. I don't know of any other manufacturers that are, you know, selling stance cars. Like that's a good point. Know, yeah, straight, straight from the factory with excessive cambers. <laughs> you know, like no, that's a very good point because you don't see why is it that because this is the only modification tread the manufacturers have really given into. Like, is this lifted bro pickup truck thing? You don't see, like. I guess you don't see a donk from the factory. You don't see a stance car from the factory. Um, maybe I'm, an argument could be made for, like, the Dodge Demon is basically a drag car from the factory. But, like, 
this is the only modification trend we're giving into, and we're giving into the lifted truck. Seriously, I never thought about that before. <laughs> but you, you you hit the nail on the head. Like, why are we letting them do that? Like, why aren't we demanding a stanced car from the factory? If you can sell the lifted truck, why not a stanced vehicle? You know. All right. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, that lifted truck's only catering to that kind of market, like. Like, okay, like, well, what about the guy that, you know, I guess, I guess the guy that doesn't want it doesn't have to have it. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but, it... I mean, yeah, I've, I haven't seen it in person or, but it's like, okay, like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I don't know, because an argument could be made that we're kind of, you know, donk con- culture is kind of filtered in because. You know, the rims have gotten big and they got chrome, especially on vehicles like uh, the Escalade. They got really big. Um, well, I mean, look, like back in back in the 2000s or 90s, the cars were still coming from the factory on 16s. That's and true. And then all of a sudden, everybody, everybody started buying those 20s. All of a sudden, manufacturers started producing 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, like the car's getting bigger. Now the wheels are getting bigger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's it's a good point. So we have, I mean, if you really want to project out modification trends, you can kind of, you know, see what's changed since 2000 and now. And everything, you know, for safety standards, everything's gotten bigger. I, I mean, you, you've been dealing, detailing a lot of cars now, and I'm sure you've noticed, like, brand new cars have the world's biggest A-pillar. Like, it's a blind spot in front of you. Right? The Camaro is the worst. Oh, yeah. No, the Camaro is probably, for sure, the worst vehicle. And I've, uh, I have actually had a newer Camaro in the in the shop one time, and I had that interior knocked out real fast. I'm like, wow, there's <laughs> literally nothing to this interior. <laughs> yeah. And it, I'm like, Jesus, you, if you put the seat all the way back, it is against the back seat. <laughs> yeah. So if you're six, if you're over six tall, six feet tall, you're not having anyone in the backseat. <laughs> no. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, no it, it's it's crazy, and that's kind of one of the things I always liked about the Challenger in that class was the Challenger had ridiculously big A pillars too, but at least at someone who was over six foot tall, you could put people behind you in that car, mm-hmm. and it actually had you know a bit of an interior to it on. The flip side of that, though, like, what's the oldest car you've detailed so far? Uh, 1957 Chevy, mm. restored white or red with the with a little white accent and mm. the in the brushed aluminum or with the brushed metal. Mm. It was really, really gorgeous. Um, it had a 383 stroker on it, a four speed on the floor, and it was. You started it, and you were just all like. <laughs> Let me enjoy this for a minute. <laughs> yeah. right, I, I need to enter my refractory period. But to kind of like our, our topic we're talking about, like the difference in size and depth of the A-pillar on that to that Camaro. Oh, it's, it's night and day. I felt like I was in a fishbowl. I was like, I can see. <laughs> I can see. Yeah. It's a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> so... It, it mean, was truly amazing, though. It's just like, like I said, you know, the, now everybody's like so concerned with safety. Like I get it. Like, you know, they they showed. Um, I seen this video on on the you know somewhere, but it was basically an old car versus a new car in a crash test kind of a situation. Yeah. And the new car just, you know, the the old car got demolished. Like the seat went like right through the dummy. Mm-hmm. The column, anyway. The column went right through the dummy. But the the other car, yeah, it, the crumple zones, they made, they played beneficial. And, you know, the, the dummy may have survived that kind of a crash. Like, okay, like, I get it. But it's like, being in that Chevy, or that 57 was just a different, different kind of a world. It was amazing. Yeah, and... To that point too is there we did lose something you know the the unfortunate 
you know, bit about being an automotive enthusiast is, you know, it wasn't written into the Constitution that, you know, driving was a right or whatever, um, where you can't, you know, get a vehicle that's not safe for you to be in today. Like, you, can, you can't manufacture something and sell it into states that gets a zero-star crash test rating. It has to meet a certain crash test setting requirement, blah, 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 which is really kind of damaging to the hobby simply because, like, you know, would the person who would want to import a tuk-tuk, like, you know, the little three-wheeled thing from India, right. would they really be a danger to anyone else on the road besides themselves? No. Probably because right? that thing couldn't handle the whole speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Good luck on 30. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're not going to drive it, like, you know, recklessly. And, it, yeah, if they get T-boned by someone, it, that's not on the person in the tuk-tuk. You know, it's going to be very unfortunate for them. But they're going to understand the limitations of that vehicle. And I, I do really think there should be – I think we sh- there should be a better uh, system for enthusiasts to be able to – because, like, the 25, think about everything, like, in this country that is not enforced as well and as, like, heavily as the 25-year import ban. Like, is that the most efficient law we have in this country? Because it's, it's madness to me that, like, you can't bring in a Land Rover, even though they haven't changed in the last, like, 50 years or a Mini Cooper. God. Well, the Land Rover would be beneficial because, I mean, if they haven't changed... In 50 years, dude, you can still get one that looks 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, but Just like, 20, you, you, you got to be 25 years. But like right. a, a Mini Cooper that was like an original like style Mini Cooper, they stopped making those in 2005 or 2006. You could get like a rust-free example of that in this in Britain, you know, probably pretty easily. But heaven help you if you try and port that here to the States because it's not 25 years old, even though it's a lot safer than that one that is 25 years old. So right. go fuck yourself. You know, a, like, better, yeah. a better example is uh, the Skyline. Yeah. You know, the, the since the R32, I believe, has become legal in the United States, the Skyline's um, value doubled already. Yeah. And it's like, holy cow. I mean, like it's, it's about the price of a new car just to get one that's better than just about every new car. Yeah. <laughs> and but, I mean, like, that's one of the cars that I, I'm like, like I said, I'm kind of tuner curious. Like, if I had the 30 grand, I I don't think I'd hesitate to buy one just because, I mean, they look kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they, they are, um, at the recent Mega Meet, um, I believe it was Danny from Right Foot Down uh, bought one recently. And there, it, there's something really spe- as, as someone who wasn't a Gran Turismo fanatic, which is kind of where they got that reputation of being like the forbidden fruit. There is something very special about being around that car. Even, I think even non-car people understand like that's something. But you know what? Special. I think I think the right-hand drive curiosity has a little affects it a little bit because, like I said, I've driven an a Nissan Fairlady Z, 300, uh, 300 Fairlady Z, right-hand drive. And, oh, my God, I wanted to buy that car right then and there. Like, yeah. dude, how much for this car? Because it's, a, you know, the paint's shit, but how much for this car? Because <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, rolling through the gears. It was, it was still weird because you're working left to right like you would, you know, normally. Yeah, I, but, I mean... Do you think it'd be easier if the clutch pedal was on the other side? Because the clutch pedal be on the same side kind of messes me up when I think about well, what. No, I think it would be worse because yeah, I mean your your gas pedal still, you know, on the left or on the right. Yeah. So it's still gas, the brake in the middle, and clutch on the left. Mm-hmm. It's you know that that's still normal. Yeah. Um. You know this. You know, it. The only thing that throws you off is the clutch. The the shifter sticks in the middle and or on your left and then 
you're trying to follow the white line instead of the yellow. Yeah, which so is I don't know I I got to get it because I didn't I didn't want to ask to drive to Skyline just because I felt like I don't know I feel like I would break it <laughs> <laughs> like because I'm like I I am not the world's best manual driver by the, any stretch of the imagination and trying to do that like I said I feel like it'd be easier if everything was flipped for my weird mind because if I just took everything and flipped everything around. I feel like that would be easier than if it was only half switched. I don't know. It, I'm strange. Like if you if you take the whole world and flip it upside down, that's a lot easier for me than if you just flip half of the world upside down. Right. I don't know. It, I'm wired wrong. I think is what they come. I follow. Yeah. So <laughs> I I don't know. It, it's it's fascinating to me. So um, since we're wow, this this hour flew by. So I'm going to. We're at the 50-minute mark here on this end. So what I'm going to say is uh, I got to bring this up. So there is going to be uh, Track Monkey Apparel is coming out with uh, pre-orders for T-shirts for the show. So it's going to be a week of T-shirt orders. And for everyone listening, if you're this far in, you obviously enjoy the show, please go buy them because this is kind of like the first like way we're going to try to directly fund the show just to like bring more stuff to doing you know stuff on the show because right now the travel budget is basically nothing so we need travel we need equipment need all that and the best way to help that out is to go there and look at it so that'll be out early july so uh, a couple yeah, of weeks gonna, after you listen to this so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be checking that out too because i mean like obviously i can make my own on hardwood car show shirt Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, definitely it sounds like a sounds like a cool website. I'm gonna have to, you know, get the Untitled Car Show shirt once it comes out. Mm-hmm. And um, on that note too, so I will be uh, Johnny. You live in the Midwest, so I will be in the Midwest for everyone listening. Um, at the, I my plan is to go to the Lombard Auto Show. Like they have like a weekly cruise night. I think it's August 5th, so that's going to kind of be a kind of ad hoc thing. There's a section of parking over near the train tracks, which is kind of their overflow parking, and uh, I think I'm going to park over there and just do a little walk in the town, and if uh, people are interested in meeting up and saying hello in the Midwest, that's going to be the best time and place to find me. Well, I mean, I I hope, like, you know, I'll even give you gas money if you swing up to Wisconsin. To my little part of Wisconsin here, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll even put up some gas money for you, just because, <laughs> you know, I'll we'll get I'll get the Southern Wisconsin Car Club, Car Club, the Whitewater Car Club. I'll get Wisconsin Car Enthusiast Club, which is now up to forty four thousand people. Wow, something like that. You know, uh, I'll 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 mention out to I'll reach out to the car clubs and we'll try mm-hmm. to we'll try to get something going in Wisconsin for your arrival. Oh. So. Well, maybe maybe I won't be doing lumber. Maybe I'll be heading up to Johnny's shop. We'll see what's going on there. So, I mean, because uh, hmm. we, uh, I, I'm sorry, yeah, but uh, we, I just got a, we, we had a car show in in the town I live in, Whitewater, and it was just a couple of days ago, and it was freaking epic. I mean, you know, just for the turnout, it was fairly good, and I'm just all like, you get a business card. You get a business card. You get a business card. Just kind of tucking them in the windowsill, real, real like sly, like like here you go. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense. I don't know, like as as a detailer, that makes sense. Like, hey, here's a detail shop. Um, I tried to when I went to the mega meet here in uh, Pasadena. Um, I tried to. Uh, there was only one car I wanted to talk to the owner of, and he drove a Honda Beat, so right-hand drive K car. Like I was like, I have to mid-engine. So, for those who don't know what a Honda Beat is, it's a mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, manual transmission, K car, right-hand drive convertible. It's like that's that's everything I want in my life, and I need to. So, I, I, Wait, don't you need a toilet seat in that? Oh uh, no, no, it's a it's a convertible, so I can shit out the side. That, you know that's how that works. Or when I when I'm driving, you just put the two, you get a, a condom catheter, and then you wire the tube outside. The, the, hey, that's what the rally trucks do. <laughs> so that's um, 
Yeah, so that's where that is. So lost my train of thought when it came to that. So I, yeah, I don't know. So it makes more sense as a detail, I guess. Um, la 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 la, lost my train of thought. Yeah. So um, I don't know. So oh, Johnny, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this before. So I uh, I finally washed both cars I own, not the Volvo. Obviously, it's still in the garage. But I washed my car and my wife's car today. And again, every time I do this, I, I had the thought when I was wiping down the wheels of like, how does Johnny do this, you know, for a living? Because it's like, I just, I don't know why I don't like it as much as I do. There's just, I don't mind cleaning my house. I don't mind cleaning, you know, the inside of the car, keeping it neat and tidy. There's something about washing my car and then there's something especially about like cleaning the wheels which i just loathe and i don't understand <laughs> like well there's there's tools and tricks on the trade that make it a little easier um for example i use um i have a soft brush and a hard brush my soft brush i use for the face of the wheel and i scrub or first of all i use um a like a wheel cleaner and i spray it down and it's got a nice little foamy action there and then i take um or i have a bucket of uh like wheel soap and um I, I take dip it and i just scrub and then i take my stiff bristle brush and i scrub the tire and then i um scrub the wheel well and then i just that's the first thing i do because the wheels are always the dirtiest because you're dealing with brake uh, brake residue or the yeah brake pads residue brake mm -hmm. dust and you're dealing with all that fallout from those from that so I always start with the wheels first, and I'll scrub those down, and then I'll wash them off, and then I'll attack the bugs. I'll get my bug and tar removal. I'll attack the bugs, get all the bugs off, or at least 90% of them, because you know that's a tricky area because bugs can go through the paint, the clear coat, and if you hold that jet too close, you will take off paint. You will just blast it away, or you'll blast a hole in the chrome. So it's you gotta be real careful with any of that, but um, and then I rinse the car down, and then I soap it, and then you know it just I dry it down, I blow blow dry all the cracks, and then I I dry it with some uh, microfiber towels, mm. and that'll take me about a half hour, forty five minutes. So, blow dry the cracks with the way my mind water wanders is like, hmm. Why don't I use a blow dryer on my butt crack when I get out of the shower? That would make sense. Like that, that just the mind <laughs> hey, wanders too quickly. Hey, so, hey, people do that with those hand dryers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I honestly don't, and I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> Although that being said, I have a. This seems like a perfectly gross story to kind of like start wrapping up the evening for. So my first job was working at a McDonald's restaurant, and. Um, I had, you know, everyone has a manager they hate, obviously. So um, I did as well. And I was late in the evening. It was getting close to closing time back when this McDonald's closed. And the manager, like this McDonald's too, I worked there in 2004 and five, And uh, it hadn't been redesigned since the 1970s. Like the tile was the oh, same. Cool. Everything was the same. So everything inside this store was just older than sin. And just to like kind of paint a picture, like everything was brown, everything was kind of yep. gross as it was, and yep. like you couldn't. They, uh, yeah. I, I can relate to that because our McDonald's was real similar. So go on. <laughs> yeah. So you couldn't really get anything to be clean, and like everything was really porous. So the manager was like, "Go to the bathroom and check on the bathroom and make sure it's clean." And I went to the bathroom because that's what you do at McDonald's and to see if it's clean. I opened the door and someone had taken a shit and they had somehow taken it from, they had like started mid ceiling and just like taken and like dragged their shit. Like it had a trail of shit that went from mid ceiling to the wall, down the wall, over one of the hairdryer, like little like hand dryer buttons, like over the button. Like it was all just like smeared shit, like on the wall and then down and onto a pile. And I was like, my first reaction was, I wanted to vomit. 
And then my second reaction was, I'm impressed because it's like a perfect like streak of like brown. You're just like, like all the way down, and it just like kind of laid there. And I, I, my, my thought after the initial shock and like kind of awe of like what am I witnessing was, I'm not touching this. I get paid like five fifty an hour, and I, uh, it's not enough to do this. So I walked out and I went up to my manager and she asked me, "Is the bathroom clean?" And I went. Yeah, it's clean. She went, all right, have a good night. And I went, all right, you two, <laughs> you two now. So <laughs> I left. And I was like, I, <laughs> I, I am not dealing with that. And oh, so, my God. I would have been like, here's my resignation. Yeah, no, no I was not going to clean that. Like, if she, if she went in and like, well, let me just double check and went like in and went like, you think this is clean? I'm like, you got me. I'm not cleaning this. Like, that, that is not happening. So... <laughs> I don't know who, what poor soul at that McDonald's cleaned that up. It, it, that was that was the grossest thing because, like, the paint's porous. So, like, you'd have to – I don't even know how you get shit off of a ceiling. Like <laughs> – especially, especially if this was, like, within your, like, last five minutes of work. Yeah. Like – Not happening. There's five more minutes of work. Fuck that. Yeah. Well, it was literally, like – Go check the bathroom, make sure it's clean, then you can go home. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and if it would have been anything but that, I would have cleaned it because, you know, I have a worth ethic. This was not something I was going to touch. So uh, that was that was that was the grossest thing that ever happened at that restaurant. Weirdly enough. So, ooh, that brings us to a good question to close out the evening. Have you found anything gross detailing out all the cars? Well, I actually have something in my parking lot right now that's pretty nasty. <laughs> um, we we got a report that uh, there was maggots found in this in this vehicle, and it's pretty trashed. And we're we're really not looking forward to that. <laughs> but um, in and that's a Chevy Uplander or something like that minivan thingy. Yeah. Um, but previous previously it was when we first opened, my mechanic friend. He's like, hey man, will you detail my daily my my daily driver? I said, sure, man. And I I opened up the the front like, okay, I it's trashed. Okay, I go to the back seat and I shit you not, the trash was parallel to the back seat. <laughs> and oh. I'm like, dude, you're, I'm like, you're you're joking, right? And he goes, oh man, he goes, I'll help you clean it. I'm like, all right, man, let's let's knock this out. So I I go and get rubber gloves on, and I'm just chucking food containers away, like takeout containers, like with food still in them. Like, dude, you really got to take care of this. And he looks at me, he goes, dude, you're wearing gloves? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this is nasty, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah like... As someone who worked at yourself, there's nothing worse than old fast food. It is just awful. No, and like and the smell and like. Oh yeah, there was there was still smell when we got done. We we extracted the carpet out, but it actually um. And then just the timing of it, my water my water pump and my extractor went out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No. That that's. That sucks. Was there any spilled milk in there? I'm not sure if there was because just the just the stench of the all the old food was just powerful enough. Yeah, no, that <laughs> so, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I finally got bad the news. smell of old milk from my daughter spilling the milk in the car out a couple yeah, days so ago. Yes, how did that turn out? Yeah, so uh, you gave me some great advice because whenever I, you know need to know what to do with a mess of making my car um you know foamed it cleaned it up you know you know checked around the area thankfully it only gotten into the um cloth of the seat and not onto the carpet or anything like that so lots of uh like upholstery cleaner and uh, a lot of water to get that out and then it there's still like Cause it got weaponized when it happened. Cause like it happened while I was at work. So like that right. thing exploded and then it just like the, it filled the air. So it kind of got into like all the fabric of the car. So just like upholstery cleaner 
everything, you know, and got it finally out. And that's kind of like that. That was kind of like the why I was washing the cars this week because my wife was like, you cleaned out your car to that level and you didn't even touch my car. I'm like, my car smelled like shit. Like I had to. Like, you you just had to give her my address. Yeah. From my website uh-huh. and yeah. be like, go to Wisconsin. Go to Wisconsin. Yeah. You. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Johnny, one more time, tell us where we can find you, your podcast, and your detailing shop. Okay, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, well, some of Facebook. If people have found me. It's weird, mm. uh, but um, I'm GTP Johnny on Twitter. I'm that's I'm GTP Garage. I think I changed my YouTube channel to GTP Garage since my buddy's got a GTP now, mm-hmm. and so we'll pro. We've talked about like him being my camera guy, which would be kind of cool, you know, not to hold the camera. <laughs> so we talked about that. We might do something with that. Um, but uh, Bloom Pistons on Spreaker or the Spreaker app is the best way to listen to us. We're also on YouTube is Bad Habits Network. You can find all of these shows that the Bad Habits Network does on badhabitsnetwork.net. Um, our wonderful geek daddy does amazing job with, with not only my website, attentionfordetail.com or our website, me and my fiance. Um, he does a great work job with that at attentionfordetail.com. Um, and we're on Facebook at, at uh, attention for detail LLC. Excellent. So Johnny, I'm going to say goodbye to you off air. Everyone listening, I'll be right back with you and thank you so much for joining us this evening, Johnny. Thank you.